The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show celebrating the inaugural Jamiroquai Tuesday. <laughs> My name is Craig Tepper. <laughs> I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, uh, the Patton Oswalt to my Macaulay Culkin, our West African prince. It is Ishmael. <laughs> is that Johnson. a diss to Macaulay Culkin? I don't want that to be a diss to Macaulay Culkin. I like Macaulay Culkin a lot. Yeah. Um, I do, but if we're comparing him to Patton Oswalt, that's fair. Then fine. That's fine. By the way, he the the, the other chair is empty. Yeah. He, as you can that's see, weird. that's weird. It's weird being over here. Well, because we're talking high school football today, and right. and as much as we we love our buddy Shahan, yeah. John, don't do high school football. And that's no knock on him. By the way, I, I think I, I have it up. I can do first four through the, the door. Oh, okay. First four through the door, Andrew Christensen, Stephen Smith, Samuel DeLeon, and Chester Bradley. Hmm, wow. That's a different group. That that's is a different an, four, that is a, I got to be honest, that is a very powerful feeling to be able to do that. Like, I now understand what, what Max, why Max does that. <laughs> he's, he's, I don't know. Uh, today is, well, let me pull this up. I'm trying to do a million things at once. Oh, jeez. Today is Tuesday, August 13th, 2019. 107 days until Thanksgiving, the best day of the year. Episode 797. 797, Woody Held's OPS in his illustrious Washington Senators career from those 122 games in 1965. That's okay. a baseball thing. That is a baseball thing. Um, on today's show, guys, we are going to run through. We never ended up uh, talking about our list that we put up at TexasFootball.com, the 30 most, what do we say, most intriguing 30, uh, what's the, 30 games we're excited for. 30, in, most excited for. Yeah, most in, excited for. In 2019. 30 Texas high school ball games. We're going to break down uh, uh, the list, but we will talk about the ones that we're most excited about. Uh, and then back half of the show, we will hear uh, from an actual football expert. Argyle coach Todd Rogers talked with the THSCA Coaching School Convention. He's got a very, very uh, good group of Eagles this year. We're excited once again uh, to see what they do, of course, going through the rough and tumble for a Division One. Uh, but we will hear from him coming up here at the back half of the uh, program. Um, Max will be back on Thursday. And then... Um, and then Ish will no longer have to carry the load on this thing. <laughs> you're you're really does your back hurt? Yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah, just you know from uh, from shoulder Gre- in the Greg load. Jennings in. Greg yeah, from Jennings it. Greg, Greg Jennings just carrying everybody. A, well, they're not going to throw to me. Then who are they going to throw to? Let me ask you a question yeah. because you are a resident Texas State expert. Sure. So it came out today that uh, that, that Texas State has narrowed it down two quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and Jalen Gibson is not one of them. Right now, Jalen Gibson is of course uh, a, a a oh I just switched the wrong camera. Uh, Jalen Gibson is of course a Dave Campbell's Texas football darling mm-hmm. because he was so great at uh, Mejia. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Texas State before we get into the high school football stuff? Yeah, what are your yeah. thoughts on Texas State's quarterback situation? Uh, I, I think we kind of saw this coming. Vit uh, was. A lot of people who saw Vit in high school thought he was really, really good. Um, last year, he obviously worked his way into starting a couple of games. And Jensen was obviously brought in as to compete for a starting job right away with his relationship with Bob Stitt. But I always held out some belief that Gibson would find his new find a new make headway uh, with the new coaching staff, especially a staff that. 
probably has a scheme that's more conducive to his style. You know, he's not as much of a runner as Tyler Vitt, mm-hmm. but uh, from every from all indications, it looks like he's willing to move positions if necessary. So, you know, he's he's willing to stick around. You know, I'm, it's a little disappointing for me personally, just because I remember him being hyped up a lot, and I really mm-hmm. liked him when I when I saw him in practice uh, um, when Withers staff was still in town and he was talked about as a leader and a lot of these intangible things that I really would lo- would have loved to have seen pan out on the field. But um, I do like that he's being, uh, that apparently he's willing to switch positions if, if he needs to. Um, and apparently Spavadol is wanting to find a role for him somewhere on the field. So um, Yeah, so we are, um, you know, we're keeping an eye on that. I, I, I'm, I, I think he's versatile enough, mm-hmm. obviously, to, sure. to find the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the, I'm always I'm always he- hesitant whenever um, he's playing for a coach that didn't recruit him. You know what sure, I mean? Like, sure. Um, and that's for for everybody basically. Right. But uh, you know, I would like to see Jalen Gibson get to see the field. But I mean, obviously, look, Jake Spavital knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. especially from an offensive perspective. Right. So I think he gets the benefit. Of the day. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into our big topic for the day. The big topic for the day is an article that was published published on texasfootball.com this was back on july 30th uh so i think i was yeah i was out of town um for that but uh we published the 30 texas high school football games we are most excited about for in 2019 you can read it at texasfootball.com um we've got uh games from every classification 6a down to 1a the private schools everything games that we're really really fired up about we're not going to go through all of them Mm -hmm. because we want you to go on and click this is fundamentally a clickbait show all right is all this is (laughs) uh we're trying to get you to go to texasfootball.com and click on it but uh i do want to talk a little bit about ones that that stand out to you because you know the way we did this process is that I asked uh, all, the entire staff to uh, come up with, um, you know, I think a list of 12. And right. we had, well, there was obviously some overlap for mm-hmm. some of them. Uh, but I am very interested, uh, not necessarily on the ones that, that you necessarily put out there, but mm-hmm. which ones, oh, give me one or two or three or ten that, that really catch your eye. What are ones that you're excited about and why? Uh, the one that out, really jumped out to me early was Shadow Creek at Foster. Yeah. Just because we're really predicting some big things for Foster. They have a lot coming back. Uh, they had a really good season last year, but Shadow Creek still the team that has not lost in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And there's so much talent coming back that I, I mean, that's coming late enough in the year to where it's going to hold a lot of weight. Both we're, we're, we're going to know where both those teams are in the midst of their seasons. Um, and so that one's definitely they're going to have some prospects on the field, obviously as well. It's going to be just a high caliber game with a lot of stakes. There's one day on, we break it down by by date. It's kind of a, a calendar type thing, mm-hmm. but uh, there's one day that I'm really fired up about. Uh, if you look at September 6th, which is the second Friday night of the year. Ah, okay. There you there's go. three we've got from there. Mm-hmm. All of them huge. Yep. Argyle La Vega. All right. So we're about to hear from Todd Rogers. And Argyle, of course, is always a contender in 4A Division One. Mm-hmm. La Vega is, of course, the defending state champ and our number one team in 4A Division One. Right. Um, they played twice last year and split them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you can necessarily glean everything from this result, but I'm very interested to see how Argyle attacks La Vega. Because in a lot of ways, what's happened in the past, or what happened in the playoffs, is that La Vega kind of outmuscled them, mm-hmm. and Argyle. I think they turned the ball over a couple times. I'm really interested to see uh, two great coaches in, in, in Todd Rogers and Don Hyde going at it. That one, also down San Antonio, San Antonio Wagner and Converse Judson. Uh, you want to talk about a, a temperature, take a temperature game on both these teams? Ooh, I mean, man. Judson, of course, is a team with high expectations in 6A every single year. Uh, they don't, they are not allowed to have bad years. Right. And with a new coach in Rodney Williams, I'm excited to see what they do. And then there's San Antonio Wagner, who, of course, made it to a semifinal last year. Mm-hmm. 
does have some replaces to uh, some pieces to replace, but they bring, do have L.J. Butler back to, to pace what was literally the most explosive offense in the state last right. year. Uh, I, I'm really interested to see what happens when they meet. And then there's Dickinson and Allen. Okay, Dickinson is coming up to Allen, and from what I have understood, now I've not talked with Johnson Nelson about this. Mm-hmm. I want to be clear, Dickinson. But from what I hear, Dickinson has pretty much set a singular goal of being the first team. They 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 scheduled this game specifically because they wanted to be the first team to beat Allen in their own stadium. Man. And you know what? Dickinson's good enough to do it. There's enough. There are enough questions about Allen this year. Yeah. To where like. Whether it's Dickinson this year or Dickinson early, or like maybe Rockwall in the playoffs as they've they've met up the past couple of years, like where you're not, they they get the benefit of the doubt. They're Allen, they probably will be fine, but there are so many question marks on that team right now where you're like, this could happen. Yes, maybe it could. It's happen. like how many teams, how many games does Allen play, especially at home, that we go okay. Don't worry about it. Right. It'll be fine. Right. Here's one word we're not. And honestly, <laughs> there's two because they open with Cedar Hill. Right. And, and both those games, I think, could be really dicey. Okay, give me another game you're interested on this, on this list. Uh, let's go to September 27th, Mart at Refurio. Yeah. Because we got – this is best, uh, probably the two best teams, uh, if you're not including Mason, the two best teams in two, all of two-way, basically. Uh, Mart absolutely rolled Refurio at home last year, or mm-hmm. I should say in Mart last year. Uh, obviously, we knew that was a special group uh, going for the back-to-back. This year, tables kind of turned. Yeah. Mart does not bring back as much. Obviously, they still have Roger Freeman, uh, probably moving to running back. They have Kyler Martin uh, coming back as quarterback. But outside of that, you're looking for a lot of guys to step up, a lot of sophomores, a lot of some freshmen, maybe maybe for depth purposes. Uh, and Refurio is the complete opposite. Refurio is a team that brings back mostly everyone. Yeah. I think they just lost... The only players they lost really were Armani Brown, and I think there's a couple others, but like they bring back Austin Ochoa, they bring back Isidro Mascoro. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a team that's hungry to get back to where they were, and uh, Coach Hoffman was very candid when he talked to me about this game. He was like, look, I'm taking a bunch of kids to the to yeah. Refugio hours away uh, early in the season. After I think it's after Franklin, so they're already going to have a tough test. They're already uh, going to be beat up. Yeah. yeah, and so this one, that one, I'm really looking forward to see if the Mart train keeps going mm-hmm. or if Refurio is back on track. Well, and remember, this is a 2A Division One Refurio team taking yeah. on a 2A Division Two Mart team. So it's mm-hmm. going to be, I mean, so it's, it's there's obviously all these games we can glean something, but mm-hmm. it's like this is not necessarily, if Mart goes down there and loses, that's not necessarily like church for Mart, right. I want to be clear. Um, a game I'm really interested in, October 18th, Liberty Hills at Lamp Passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have really high expectations for Lamp Passes this year uh, with their quarterback, Ace Whitehead, big-time receiver in, in Cameron Everts. Uh, but, look, I mean, Liberty Hill, of course, played for a title last year. Mm-hmm. This is another program that has high expectations, and I know they have they have to replace a fair amount of, of what made that, that slotty offense really click. But that always seems like such a plug-and-play offense for, for Jefferson Walker and company. I'm excited to see uh, what they do. All right, give me one more game on this list you're excited about. Let's Don't see. steal mine. Okay. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask your – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you two no, it's fine. vague if you, questions. If you, no, no, I'm going to give you two just to uh, – it's either a two-way – Mm-hmm. Or let's go with a three A. Yeah, do a three A. Do a three A. All right, <laughs> let's, go. let's go Gunner at Holiday. Yeah, Gunner. Me and Max were at this game last year when it was in Gunner, and you just kind of saw a team that in Gunner that just they just looked like a machine. Obviously yeah. with Dylan Jantz, uh, kind of just doing everything, and they just looked absolutely polished. But we saw the makings of a good Holiday team. We saw like a team that was up for the fight just until late. Uh, now Gunner has some replacing to do. Yes. This is the first time that Coach Fizell's like had to really reload 
without a lot of key playmakers. And is this where Holiday kind of takes this takes uh, you know the the step forward in the district and kind of takes over? Because or do we realize that oh this this pistol offense is actually just kind of like a Liberty Hill where you just yeah. plug and play? Well, and what's funny is that there's two teams kind of. I guess you can kind of say in the same neck of the woods, mm-hmm. kind of that northish Texas part that we have big time questions about because yeah. for the first time in what feels like forever, they're kind of reloading. One's Gunner, as you mm-hmm. mentioned, and the other's Brock. Yeah, right. Brock is a team we have, was a total mystery to us. Um, I don't really know what they're going to be all about, but but that's going to be super super interesting. Mine is the two A game. Okay. Uh, it is November eighth. I believe it's is that's uh is that yeah that's the end of the year. That's the final. Ah, Friday you took night. okay, good. Stratford and Groover. Yes, yes. <laughs> Groover and Stratford. Um. Obviously, it's going to be, uh, in my opinion. I mean, depending on what you think of Vega, mm-hmm. the Longhorns. Coach, shout out to Coach Kim Purcell. Uh, but um, depending on what you think of them, I think that this is not only for the District Three Two A Division Two title, but I think it's for the regional oh, yeah. title. I think these are the two best teams in the region, mm-hmm. and I think that there's a fair argument. Depending on what you think of Hamlin, Albany teams in Region Two, I think there's a fair chance that you could say the winner of this game plays for a title mm-hmm. because they get that first that number one seed in in the playoffs. Um, they go forward, and a, a big question. Look, Stratford peaked late. Mm-hmm. This is a team that I think is, is is more experienced. But if you talk about the individual playmaker, it's Groover, right? Yeah. They're going to have Jalen Conyers, but what does he look like at the quarterback spot? It's right. kind of a big question for me. Um, it, it's it's all uh, we're all fired up for Texas high school football season. It's coming up. Uh, of course, the new episode of Tough and Stuff is up. If you want to uh, nerd out on that, but uh, you can check out our uh, our article, the 30 Texas high school football games we're most excited about for excited for in 2019 <laughs> uh, on TexasFootball.com. So check that out. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. So yesterday, in this very studio... Uh, where Ish is sitting right now is where Matt steps at. Oh, okay. And <laughs> over it's, it's here hollow, hollow is where <laughs> I sat. And we recorded, me and Matt Step uh, recorded Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast. Uh, we did about two and f- two hours and 15 minutes. We're mm-hmm. going to break up in two episodes. The first one is up right now. Our 6A, 5A, and 4A preview on Tep and Step is up. We talk about uh, our state championship picks. We talk about sleepers. We talk about breakout teams. We talk about breakout players. We talk about boomer bust teams. Uh, things like that, the region of doom in each of these classifications. We nerd out for it, but it's for insiders only. It's te- at texasfootball.com right now. Um, plus, you get the two magazines, the summer edition and the recruiting edition, uh, and a year's worth of other great content at texasfootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, premium podcast, as we mentioned, recruiting analysis from our friends like Next Level, Next Level Athlete, access to our archives, all 60 editions, uh, summer editions of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, available at texasfootball.com slash archives. All that, everything I just listed, 1995 for the first year, plus shipping and handling. 1995, plus shipping and handling. Uh, it's 24.95 plus shipping and handling after that. Uh, it makes a great gift as well. Um, what's a holiday that's coming up-ish? Labor Day? Do people give gifts for Labor Day? Uh, I don't think anybody does anything for Labor Day. Is that the point of Labor Day? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. You're supposed to help me sell subscriptions here, dude. Uh, you get it for Labor Day. <laughs> Become a Dave Campbell Texas <laughs> Football Insider by... 
for for doing that uh, through the power of unions, I guess. I don't know. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Get somebody a, a union. <laughs> Get somebody in a union. The Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider subscription for you for Labor Day. Oh, what a convoluted sales pitch that was. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, a couple weeks ago at the THSDA Coaching School and Convention in Houston, we caught up with a number of coaches. One of them, the head coach of the Argyle Eagles. Always huge, huge expectations in Argyle 2019. No exception. Here's our conversation with Todd Rogers, the head coach of Argyle, here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, back here at the Chocolate Milk Coaches Lounge at the Texas High School Coaches Association Convention. Here with the head coach of the Argyle Eagles, Coach Todd Rogers. Coach, thanks for taking a few minutes to chat with us. Well, it's awesome. Uh, glad I got to see you guys. It's uh, it's already looking like it's going to be a great convention. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, Houston uh, is the second time in four years a convention's been in Houston, and, and I think they've done a nice job with downtown. And and, and for THSCA to, to, to continue to grow, I know, is important to you and, and for coaches. Can For someone who might not be familiar with, with some of the things that THSCA does, four coaches i mean it's obvious it's from the outside looking in they just think oh it's just a group of coaches that kind of get together and hang out but they THSA it is a lot of a lot of things for coaches and kids don't they well after 30 years of being in the organization uh, you, we have a responsibility to perpetuate good young coaches and 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 teach them the the you know the ways of the one or the world that we're living in the coaching profession is ever-changing and uh, our administration of the THSCA is is on top of all the changes and uh, they do have a job and a responsibility to educate us and keep us abreast of all the, you know, what the Texas House of Representatives is doing and, and what the new rules and laws are coming forward. So, yeah, they're protecting us and guiding us with the new tackling uh, certifications. And we're, we're staying ahead of the game. We're not behind for sure. They changed the schedule a couple of years ago where before it was a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday convention. Now it's a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday convention. Uh, from your perspective, do you like the change? It kind of throws – I think I think it's been a good change so far. Well, I think it should be a good change. Uh, coaches probably were reluctant to travel because they're going to miss workout days or they're going to miss X or prepping time or all those things. So kind of tagging it back to the weekend. And, and uh, you know, we were at the banquet last night. And, man, what a special event uh, to recognize our coaches, our high school uh, championship coaches, state championship coaches, and certainly the guys in the later part of their years going into the Hall of Fame. So uh, I like the schedule change. I think it's going to be conducive to, you know, getting our, our young coaches down here and getting them trained up and let them see the vendor side. I, I think that's a that's an important piece. There was over 200 head coaching uh, jobs open in the state of Texas. And, and uh, you know, when I was a young coach, I didn't really know how to do all that stuff. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, getting out here and experience that, it, every little bit helps when you when you're a new head coach absolutely so uh you know looking ahead to uh, 2019 in, in your ball club uh we'll look ahead first then we'll kind of look back and, and talk about some things uh, that, that recently happened on our show that that involved uh the argyle eagles looking okay. ahead to 2019 your expectations are, are high as high as ever uh you know i know you guys are used to it you guys have set it set a high expectation not just in football but in all sports um but when we get to 2019 you know when you leave here the season starts you know you guys are gonna be in the office getting ready right uh what, what kind of team can we expect to see from the Argyle Eagles in 2019? I think I might be seeing you guys in the season opener against the Jackets. Well, we've got a, you know, obviously we have a tough schedule. We're four weeks on the road, um, and, but uh, we have a really unique group. I, I, you know, we've got a starting quarterback back with some very explosive, dynamic running backs and wide receivers uh, to bring back on offense. Uh, defensively, we've got a good nucleus coming back. Um, lots of good young kids that really hadn't been baptism in the fire Friday night yet, but um, not the, the athleticism of them, uh, the hard work and determination that we've seen in the offseason is. 
I think it's just going to be a, a reloading type experience for us. Um, you know, obviously there's going to there may be some bumps in the road early on, but I think once these kids get baptized and and ready for the Friday night action, we're going to be really good. We graduated all five offensive linemen, uh, but man, we got a dynamic group that just committed to the hard work in the off season, and several of them are getting real legit Division One. Uh, exposure uh, and uh, attention right now. So we think we have really high expectations for them and, and where we stand going into the season. And I guess, uh, you know, the, the, you mentioned your non-district schedule is tough. Your district is really tough. And then your play, the playoff road, if you want to get to where you want to go, the, the, the road is tough. Uh, have you talked to Dr. Elza and the UIL about uh, maybe just uh, – kind of moving things around just a little bit because you got I mean it's it's I mean I don't think you guys have a breather all year pretty much it's it's pretty it's pretty brutal well we were uh you know we were an old region two team and went out to region one and then a couple of teams dropped down in region one so they bumped us back in region two and then they they drew the lines and 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 the lines are just what they are and uh they're they're doing a good job down the UIL it's never going to be a perfect a perfect no. situation yeah. is but you know, all the um, non-district teams that I, we decide to play are, are all in our region, too. So it makes it tough for everybody. But uh, to win that coveted state championship and play those 16 games, there's just no easy path. And, and you might as well just take a hard path and get there, and it just makes it better at the end. Now, how, how fortunate were you as a young coach? I, mean, I saw a video on Twitter making the rounds of, of you and your days at Flower Mount Marcus uh, with Coach Britton when, they, when, they, when you guys really – innovative and ahead of your time you know running the spread offense and, and doing some things a lot of people weren't doing how, how i mean to, to where you are today looking back i mean being a part of that staff and, and that program i mean was it just right place the right, how fortunate do you f- consider yourself to be on that staff and be a part of that program i was exposed to some really good football uh, really good football coaches uh, that knew the game we coached the game at a very high level and for us to be executing the spread offense in the 90s you know, we, we actually played six wishbone teams when I was at Marcus in our wow. district. Uh, and we intentionally played some wishbone teams in non-district just so we could get some practice at it. Uh, you know, uh, Louisville Fighting Farmers were running the wishbone like nobody's business. Oh, and, yeah. And Wichita Falls, I mean, Denton High. I mean, everybody was doing it. And, uh, and so for us to learn football at that level and then for me to take that and build on it uh, at Argyle uh, for now my 17th year, uh, it's been a, it's been so much fun, and yeah, my staff is starting to retire and a little turnover, and and for me to be able to hire some good young coaches, and, and been able to guide them and direct them and teach them a few things that I know about the game, and, and of course send them out to clinics and get them coached up is it's been fun. It's been a fun part. All right, now uh, last week we had uh, a guy that I think you're familiar with on our show. Larry Rose from Fairfield right. was on our show. You coached against him, and uh, it was one of the best state championship games I've ever seen. Uh, you guys uh, came, out, came out on top, and Larry had some very complimentary things to say about your, your kids and your program uh, during the interview. What's the mo- what, what do you, obviously, I know you remember this, the winning the state title, but getting ready for that game and, and preparing for him and that team, what do you remember most about playing those guys? Well, a lot of nausea that week. Uh, you know, <laughs> we saw what they were doing. Uh, they were lacerating people. They were handing the ball to a really talented running back. Very gifted, gifted offensive line, well coached. Uh, there wasn't a, a, a position on the Fairfield football team that wasn't well coached. And, and for us to, you know, have Ian Sadler on our team and to go into that game and and uh, we feel very blessed to be out on top. But Larry Rose was a, was a dynamic player and and uh, he spoke about his exhaustion towards the end of the game. That really wasn't the game plan was to, you know, to exhaust him. 
but it worked out well for us. He was just fatigued there at the end, and we got him down on that fourth down play and, and took over and sealed the, sealed the game. Uh, but man, it was it was crazy. It was a fun we, atmosphere too. It was it was there was a there was offense and there was good defensive stops and it was it was a great kicking game. There was a couple of times in the kicking game blew open and made big plays. But uh, no, nah, it, it was um, you know it was a memory for a lifetime certainly. And and of course Larry Rose's interview the other day. There was a lot of special memories. Just just a, you know, the ultimate respect for. Uh, him just because of his memories of it. It was it was awesome to hear and man a great very special interview. I, I really enjoyed it. My whole family listened to it on the way down to uh, uh, to the airport that morning. It's it's what makes Texas high school football special, isn't it? Just stuff ah, like that, right? No, no doubt, no doubt. And, and to know that that kid is is a young man now and doing well, with his family and living in Waco and had several opportunities to extend himself professionally in the football environment. Um, I knew he was good, and New Mexico State certainly got a, a diamond. They yeah. got a diamond, not a diamond in the rough. They got a diamond, and, and for him to be on that platform in Division One and do what he did uh, just speaks volumes to the kind of kid he is. All right, Coach. Well, we're not going to let you go without spinning the wheel of questions. So we are got it right here. So All right. Got to answer truthfully and honestly. So just okay. get that thing a spin, and we'll see what it lands on. All right, so if me, Max, Tepper, and Ish come to Coach Rogers' house for dinner one night, what 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 are, what are we what are we eating? What's what's the specialty at the Rogers household? Well, probably chicken spaghetti. Okay, chicken spaghetti. Chicken spaghetti, and my wife, not me. Uh, I ain't cooked since the late '80s. <laughs> okay, I'm not a griller. I'm not a guy that likes to flip a hamburger. My my wife does the cooking. She likes doing the cooking. I'm the cleanup guy. You're most the dishes of the time. guy, right? Yeah, and okay, but uh, but she likes chicken spaghetti when we have a large crowd, and and everybody raves about it. So okay. it's uh, it's something we would go to for sure. Okay, is, is, it, is that your favorite too? Uh, not now, cause you know I'm I'm on some kind of weird diet. And oh, so, uh, that's so no fun. Can't, can't eat that pasta stuff right now. Okay, chicken spaghetti. But, I uh, like it. But if all the guys are coming over, uh, you're going to leave with your belly full. That and garlic bread. It'll be a good day. There you go, coach. Appreciate your time. Enjoy the coaching school, and uh, we appreciate what you do for the student athletes uh, in the state of Texas. Uh, thanks for having me on. There he is, Todd Rogers, the head eagle there in Argyle. Appreciate him taking a little bit of time. Apparently, our thing reloaded. I did not hit any. I did not hit a wrong button. I actually, an Ish will back me up on this. Yeah. I was not in the room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened. Yeah. So. so it's not my fault. For once, <laughs> for once, you cannot blame me. So we appreciate Todd Rogers hopping on with us. Um, uh, sorry for any sort of technical difficulties. That was um, that was weird. Anyway, uh, I'm sure Max is like nodding somewhere on a beach. He's at a beach, right? Sounds about right. Uh, I think the opposite of a beach. <laughs> um. So somebody, uh, uh, there were a couple of comments that I saw on. on we'll do final, a very quick version of final thoughts. One, um, we had a, we had another um, we had another person saying that uh, a lot of people suggesting other games. John mm-hmm. Tyler and Longview, awesome yeah. game. Jeremy Meredith suggests that. I saw Graham and Iowa Park. Graham and Iowa Park. I can only assume that was Brent Holman that suggested Russell Wilburn says uh, East Bernard and Tidehaven. Ah, yeah. Super into that, especially we have very high expectations for Tidehaven this year. They start the year ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, a few others that that started there. Um, uh, somebody mentioned, I, unfortunately, the the comments reset. But um, Tep and Step uh, is up, and some people have listened to it. And somebody, I can't, I can't see who it was, suggested that uh, I have a man crush on Step. Uh, let me look we directly in the camera and say, "You're darn right, I do." <laughs> 
Um, Who doesn't have a man crush? On yeah, Step? if you if you don't have a man crush on Step, like he has a, one of the coolest jobs or part jobs in the state. <laughs> <laughs> he ha- he knows everyone. He's cool with everyone. Yeah, like he come on now. He right, he just has, watches football. He, his approval rating in among Texas high school football people is like a hundred percent. So yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what we all aspire to. And if you don't like stuff, there's something wrong with you, man. Bingo, like, bango. Thank you for having the courage to say what I don't have the courage <laughs> to say. Rob Hadaway says Denton Geyer and South Lake Carroll should be a Absolutely. great game. That is another game that that's, we have. That's one where we will know what Denton Geyer is about. Yeah, we're going to have – that's a measuring stick, I think, for both for both teams. Mm-hmm. That True. Obviously, Denton Geyer is a team that we have high expectations for, um, but – I am a little gun shy to hop on board that bandwagon because I've been burned before. It's always approve it. Always right. approve it team with them. But Carroll's got some big replacing to do mm-hmm. at the quarterback spot. I know that this Ewers, what's his first name? Uh, I would need to look. I'll know it. Yeah. But their quarterback has has got rave reviews. I know people are really crazy about him. I'm excited to see what he does. But that's a proven game for both teams. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see what that's going to be. Twin Ewers. Um. But anyway. That is going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We will see you tomorrow. I'm doing this slowly so I don't screw it up. On Texas Football Today. <laughs>